Ready for a fuck Mary kill? That was abrupt, sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just gotta be quick with it. So I'm just gonna give you three names, and you're just, you know, you gotta figure okay. it out. So Trevante Rhodes. Okay. Winston Duke. Okay. And Daniel Kalua. Daniel Kalua, that's the one that was in Get Out. Yes, and he was also uh, I think in Black Panther. Wakabi. I couldn't remember his name Black in Panther. Black Panther, which is why I didn't mention it. Because he was a traitor. He was the one that just went against yeah, the family. I, I couldn't remember his name, and I'm doing this thing where I try not to mess up names. Same, and, you same. know, if, if I practice it and do it with fictional characters, it will help instill the habit of doing it with actual people, you know? <laughs> uh, I had to call customer service for something earlier and the man said his name but I forgot it so I asked him what it was again so I could say hey Christopher how are you doing today <laughs> after I gave him like my number and social security four digits and all that shit for security purposes anyway um, ooh someone was trying to bag <laughs> uh, no I was just being polite because that's what you do with customer service um, having worked in customer service I know what it means when people are polite to you um because a lot of people aren't at all oh yeah well let's not get away from the original question i was almost there almost had you completely distracted <laughs> okay um i'm going to marry trevante because if i marry him i can fuck him all the time um Whew. i'll fuck winston duke and then kill david kalua Daniel, Daniel, Daniel Kalua. Kalua. I'm sorry. <laughs> You'll just kill him because you don't remember his name. And that way I won't have to remember. It's like, I win. <laughs> oh, I man. love Trevante so much. You oh, know, my gosh. Yes, I need to yes, watch Moonlight and that, Cry. I feel like, well, so we. I would also kill Daniel Kalua, but I would marry Winston because I feel like Winston... I feel like I could create a home with him. <laughs> um, as opposed to Trevante, I feel like Trevante is like too fine and I would just be extremely insecure and I wouldn't know how to act if I brought him oh, up in public. Uh, the pictures um, will be popping. You know? Oh, yes. Like, I, the, the girls would be extremely mad, but then also the girls would go out of their way to try to steal my that, man, That's so, a quality you know, I personally pick, pick look for. Battles. <laughs> it's just like, will we photograph well together? <laughs> and a lot of people have gotten that swipe left unfortunately because it's like i don't think people mess well in the photograph i don't well that being said welcome to house of hughes coming from the house of emancipation I'm oh frankie. okay frankie emancipation i am huey saint savage exactly of the house of saint the house savage. of saint savage yes you're the one that made i mean what's understood doesn't me. have to be explained darling oh right okay <laughs> um, uh. 
<laughs> thank you guys so much for coming back we're back with another episode if you listen to our first episode thank you so much thank you and um yes yes definitely but we're back with the bullshit and uh you know we're just gonna get right into it uh perfect score this week is gonna go out once again to lil nas x for coming out on the last day of pride yeah. month you know everyone just comes out at their own time um it was it was a moment my friends in one of my group texts um brought it up i don't really converse with them about gay topics or things involving queer people in general um mm-hmm. so i just i didn't participate but one of them said he thought it was something off about it, like fishy about it um and another one said it's pride month so he probably did it because it's more support and i'm just sitting here like uh it's not necessarily more support during pride month yep yeah no because he still you know faced a little bit of backlash from just the ignorant motherfuckers that are on the the support doesn't really change like pride month it doesn't give people more support or security for coming out but i just i didn't have the uh the mental and emotional strength to have that conversation so right. I just close the thread and talk to somebody else. <laughs> and sometimes that's just, that's just what you got to do. Cause it, you know, I tell people all the time, I'm sick of having the same conversations regarding, uh, you know, people coming out, especially when it comes to celebrities, like, um, you know, Lil Nas X has yet to give me a reason to believe that he's like, you know, disingenuine or whatever, you know, whatever you want right. to call it. Um, you know, he's real young and he's, you know, at, at, like, at like a real high peak in his career right now. He's basically just like, you know, coming out the gate with one of the biggest songs of the year, Listen. you know, and it's, you know, it's like number, it's like, I think right now, according to the timeline, it's um the number one or the longest running hip hop song. Isn't of all it time. like Diamond or Platinum? I believe I it, so. It, I mean, it's yeah, definitely it's platinum. platinum. It, it, it might be there might be a diamond certification in there somewhere. I'm pretty sure. But, it's um, you know that his song is up there with like you know one sweet day we belong together. I'll make love to you. I will always love you. Like in terms of how long it's been number one, I think it's already been number one for 13 weeks. You mentioned some legends. Listen, if there's anybody that's gonna come from Mariah's record, which is the longest running number one single of all time, I'll be perfectly fine if Lil Nas X beats you know uh you know beats that record. Um, it'd be another story if Taylor Swift did, but that'd be, you know, that's a whole nother conversation. Oh, it is Diamond. Ooh, well, okay. he tweeted Old Town Road just went Diamond. Look at him. Tens across the board. The, what other, what better way? The, he, he, he the first song in 22 deserves. years to achieve Diamond certification while at number one. Wow. Well, and See, yeah, he said these are records that are worth discussing. Number one hip hop song in history. There we go. See, like I said, these are records that are worth talking about. Some of these other ones, they'd be like, it was number one uh, for the longest time on a Saturday in the middle of July and every all the fans go crazy. And I'm just like, yeah, no, this isn't what we should be, you know. It was the highest but, charting know. single from a female black R&B artist in the past two months. <laughs> yes, queen. Yes. I'm like, uh... <laughs> You literally <laughs> just could never. pulled that out your ass. The first New Yorker to hit number one says, look, like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. Yeah, I no, guess. That's, that's 
that's just uh you know that's just stand the first but, album with 10 uh, tracks like I said, to sell 2,000 copies in the first week yeah no that's that's just that's just literally where we are with it you know but like i said shout out to lil nas x perfect score tens across the board i enjoy seeing you smile and you know the fact that he has a lot of support including other yeah. celebrities that are just like yo let the kid live he did he if he wants to cut if he's if he's gay it shouldn't fucking matter but you know we i don't want to keep having the same mm-hmm. conversations over and over again if you feel like there's something wrong with you no know, lil nas x or you feel weird about singing along to the biggest song in the world right now then that's all your you know that's all your issues you can literally like get out of our face with it or just shut the fuck up like that's and it. You know, it's like the the heteros I've been getting on my nerves. Cause on one side you got the ones saying, "Well, I'm still listen to them. The gays gonna be mad when they find out that all the straight niggas still gonna listen to it." And then you got the other straight niggas like, "I ain't listening to this gay shit no more." So it's like, are y'all paying attention to anything that's going on outside of you? Because clearly exactly. there's backlash <laughs> that you are conveniently overlooking. I guess I don't know. Um, and I feel like a lot of heterosexual guys try to tout themselves as these very progressive and, and, uh, you know, respectful of all kinds of identities, um, as some sort of, uh, qualifier for them. Like they're better than the rest. It just comes off real, not all niggas. And it's like, yeah, not all, but most. So Y'all few outliers. Y'all are cool. I get the rest of your friends to be on the same wave that you want. Because I'm sure you're yeah, not shaking no, up bite when they say it back in. I'm sure you work. Not. So. Yeah, I, no. Like I said, that would require too much work. And, you know, people people love us, but they ain't trying to be allies. Bless it. But I'm happy for him, though. I don't, yes. Did he ever, like, specify gay so he didn't say, you know, the words exactly, but he told us to, you know, listen to the song Closure, which is the last song on his EP. And um, he had to let go rainbow emoji. And he also took like a screenshot of his album right. cover and said like deadass, thought I made it obvious. And there's like one little part of the album cover that right, has a rainbow. And I'm like, well, that's not really the obvious part because, you know, the, <laughs> the rainbow doesn't always mean that, you know, depending right. depending on what you're looking at. But um. And then he also said, I think it was today or yesterday, that he said something like, just because I'm gay doesn't mean I'm not straight, which maybe alluded to him being, you know, bisexual right. or pansexual, um, you know? So he's probably still tr- he's probably still trying to figure it out, but at the very least, he knows he's, you know, part of the this community. He's part of this right. community. Because I, I get very um, cautious about labeling people without them specifically saying what they are. Right. Um, it's just something that I personally don't right. like to do. Um, and I, I actually hate it when we as a community do that, where it's like, oh, well, I've been clocked in. Like, grant them their process and their space and their journey. Like, what, 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 why do you have to, oh, you know they family. Like, did they say they family? Because if not, I don't no, think we right. should you're be right. projecting think- anything out of respect. You know what I mean? Definitely. But also, I think, you know, a lot of it has to do with, um, you know, media as well, because as soon as they saw that tweet, they instantly were like, Lil Nas comes out as gay. And it's like, you don't know if that's the term that 
if you don't know if that's completely right. true and you don't know if that's the term he's going to go by um but at the very least you know that's up to him to let us know what he identifies right. as this is the, let me know what you are so i know what you are right exactly you know so you know like i said i'm i'm happy for him i hope he you know continues to kind of grow in front of us but in a you know in a positive way in a healthy way because it's right. it's it's hard when you're young especially you know we've seen so many young celebrities kind of go through certain things and you know we've seen the effects of uh how social media and just regular media you know have on them and you know i just hope he's uh i hope he's just living his life uh you yeah, know he probably. appears i mean he tweeted i was with gordon ramsay making panini so i'm like he's so precious and so and he like he's just been <laughs> his i don't want to say clapbacks but like his responses and comments on twitter have been like highlights of my days just he i just feel like we need to protect him his energy just seems like it's really good and pure um and i hope that Definitely. what is being perceived is real right so bless him you know so rock on little king i'm gonna continue to listen to your ep uh doesn't matter if you're gay straight or whatever because you still make good music um same and i don't understand we will protect you because we love oh, no i don't understand what was in closure that was supposed to be listened to closely but the song still rocks uh, the video is confusing but I the song still the rocks yeah I, I forgot what the lyrics are um but i do love the song i love i actually love the entire ep because it reminds me of um like 2000s alternative rock like the gorillas yeah. and stuff so um yeah no so i'm just going to continue to stream that but speaking of streaming let's get right into our music box and let them know what we've been you know listening to this past week um so i've been very emotional over the past week so emotional mm. yeah, every time ahead. i think of them um but no um no I, i've just been uh really in my bag um you know the the ups and downs of dating and and you know being somebody who feels really deeply um so it's this song called the deep by don richard or don from mm-hmm. danity kane uh from her black card album um and it really, it really touches me. It's it's slow. It's kind of sad. But um, it just talks about, you know, I took it to the deep. My heart doesn't swim in shallow streams. Um, this is it's it's been me. I, I've seen myself. In, um, have been seeing myself in that song. I should say. So I've had that on repeat. I'm um, actually have a whole. I have. Uh, I have two HB playlists, HB Summer. One of them is Hot Boy Summer, mm-hmm. and the other one is Heartbreak Summer. Um, Ooh. And the deep is on my Heartbreak Summer playlist. Okay, all right. So, yeah, it's like, you know, one to help me get the, the feelings out, and then the other one to remind me that I am indeed that nigga. There we go. You know, it's all about balance. Balance, yes. You know, yin and yang, all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, so I think I, I may have talked about this on Boys Love Mariah, but it's a song that I'm I have like my moments with and I'm right now I'm still very obsessed with it and uh it's uh Zulu Screams by Goldlink and it features BB Borelli and Malik Berry. I feel like you mentioned I don't know wh- yes, I feel like I, I, I did too, but there's something about this song. I don't know why. It just 
I, I, I don't want to describe things, you know, different than what they are, but just this beat, just literally, like, I really just want to hear this everywhere. I want to hear it at the bar. I want to hear it at the club. Um, I don't know what it is. And I just, the only thing I know about Zulu is that it's like an African tribe. I don't know too much about it. Um, the video is pretty cool. Um, he also, I like his new album as well, uh, Diaspora. There's a few songs on there that I really love. And uh, yeah, no, so that's it. I'm pretty sure everybody knows that song. Uh, you probably heard it before. It's uh, It was the first single off the new album. And um, yeah, so that's that for the music box. Let's jump right into the timeline where there's nothing but trash and filth. And little nuzzings. Sometimes good news. Yes, yeah, sometimes good news. Um, sometimes good tweets, you know, courtesy of Lil Nas X. <laughs> but let's jump right into this controversy slash crime uh, with these, I don't know what to call them, ice cream bandits? Um, bandits? Basically, there's, I don't know what you want to call them. I, just, I call them dumbasses. But so there's this viral video of... I think she's a teenager. I could be wrong. I'm not exactly sure what her age is. Um, but this is just this was the first one. Now there's like maybe two more out there. Um of a woman who takes a I think it's bluebell it was. ice cream. I know yeah, Kit Fury ice cream part and she takes it out of the freezer. Um it looks like she was out of Walmart, possibly. I'm not too <laughs> sure. But um, you know, I don't really know. But um yeah, she so so she takes the ice cream out and she licks it, uh and just puts it back in the freezer um all in the hopes to go viral i guess and it's caused other people to do the same shit and stupid according to reports it looks like bluebell's working with police to you know figure out who the woman is and to possibly you know hit her with a felony charge and twitter is a little bit indecisive as to whether or not that's too much here's my take on it First of all, the fact that this is even happening is just disgusting. I, it's gross. There's nothing funny about it. There's nothing cute about it. Like this is, it's just gross. There's, it's fucking nasty. You should know better. Like this is like common. This this is this should be common sense. Like fucking human decency to not do shit like this. Um, it also made me think like, why isn't there a, you know, a protective seal over? the ice cream because you typically at least when i buy ice cream which isn't too often because you know me i love my cookies um <laughs> typically when you buy ice cream there's like a plastic seal on it but i guess bluebell works differently not too sure why I was... but you know some people are saying that you know she's just a she's just a kid and she shouldn't be facing a felony charge um when i first saw the video i was like yeah she definitely should like pay a fine and possibly do some time whether it be like uh, community service or something like this but then i start started seeing all these other videos and i'm like no 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 y'all okay so y'all need to go to jail like you don't you probably don't need to go to jail for years or whatever but something needs to happen because this is literally like nobody wants your fucking bump city tongue on fucking ice cream like help me understand this you know like i'm trying to see so many different perspectives on this but i can't get over the fact that you're literally putting your fucking dna <laughs> on on food in a your public spell. place like what 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 is your take okay, on it okay so me. when it comes to to shopping and buying products i'm already leery like of like lotion or like shea butter or whatever that doesn't have some type of like protective seal on it i 
So right. when it comes to food items, if I open it and it ain't got no, I'm, I don't want it because I don't trust niggas. It doesn't surprise me because it's people out here now washing their legs and thinking that swimming, you know, can qualify as a bath. So the disgusting levels of humanity don't surprise me anymore. So I'm not shocked, but I am disgusted. And I am thoroughly disturbed because why? Like, what are you getting out of that? And I think that some of these people actually like bought some ice cream and put it in the freezer and then filmed it as if they were getting some random, but they actually paid for it. I don't know. I just have that in my, like the one where the, the boy scooped it out with his hand. I feel like that yeah. was like already bought and it looked like they had already took some out. So I feel like some of them are staged, but that doesn't make it any less gross. Um, Niggas do anything for clout. They was eating Tide Pods. They doing the bottle cap challenge, which actually some of them look really cool. It's just always something on the internet that people are doing for attention. And sometimes it's extremely gross or extremely dangerous or harmful. And I put nothing past people and what they would do for the little 15 minutes. Um, Do I think that it should be a felony charge? That seems a little extreme, but like extensive community service sounds nice and a fine, you know, uh, and definitely a ban, you know, you have to work in the grocery store for free now, like, <laughs> or just don't go to the fucking grocery store. Like I, I'd be perfectly okay if they were just like, no, you're banned from this. All they going to do is go to another one and cut up. The only one. Um, you know, do some community work in a hospital where people are sick. So, like, you can really grasp the the severity of, you know, what you did. Because, granted, your spit has a lot of enzymes and shit in it. But it's so germs and bacteria. And some of them motherfuckers can survive in extremely low temperatures. Yeah, no. I'm not trying to get no fucking herpes, SARS, any kind of combination of letters, virus, because you wanted to be a fucking dumbass and try to go viral. Like, leave leave the stupid shit for, like, the white teens that do the stupid shit. Just don't do the stupid shit I know it's not all all. white teens. Don't leave it for nobody. I, I will be happy with natural selection weeds all these idiots out. Listen, <laughs> like I'm all for these challenges. If you want to be a dumbass and eat a, eat a Tide Pod or not wash your legs, I'm, I don't no, think that's, that's a challenge. But it's poor lifestyle decisions, right? But that's those are more like okay, those are more like your own personal choices that you can keep over there. The cinnamon the challenge when you literally wasn't they exactly, doing it was like eating peppers and shit. Pr- yeah, so like I said, those are all things you can do in the privacy of your own home. That's your own self destruction if you want to do that. But when you're literally putting you know other people at risk and it's like a health issue then you definitely need to face some consequences because like i said there's nothing funny about it and you would think you would think that certain people would just be raised right but like like you said earlier you ain't surprised about nothing neither am i i just it's just disturbing to actually see multiple videos of this shit you know and whether or not whether or not they bought the ice cream and just staged it or not like the fact that there is you know, potential for more right. influence or whatever, you know, because granted, like we know kids are smart, but we also know that some kids are dumbasses and they'll do anything for, you know, to get a thousand mm-hmm. retweets or whatever, even if it's 
you know, even if it's negative, some, some people live for that, especially when you're younger and you're new to social media and you're trying to figure out, you know, how to, how to be popping and how to get your, you know, just how to feel like, I guess you could say famous in right. some way. And whatever, you know? but this, whatever penalty oh, or punishment the first person gets it, that shit should be restarted every time a new video pops up and everybody should get the same one. So like she does it. And then her time starts or whatever. And then somebody else does it. So her time restarts. So now she's on the same clock as the second person. And then if a third person does it, both of their times restart. So now they on, it should go like that until it stops. Now that will be fun to watch. Put that on my reality television. (laughs) You should just pitch that. That'll be the new one. You can see the, how your behaviors influence other people to do the same thing. And you're paying for the repercussions for it, not just yours, but for setting the trend. You're responsible. Right. I would watch that. So, yeah, so we're going to just leave that with a nice little uh, do better. Some antibiotics. Uh, be smart and stop. Keep your fucking bump tongue a to yourself. A little or whatever that kind of tastes like bubble gum. <laughs> yeah we're just gonna i'm just gonna leave it at that we're gonna move on to something a little bit more positive um hallie bailey of the duo chloe yes. and hallie was just announced that she's going to be ariel in the new live action remake of yes the Little Mermaid. i'm excited because i stand chloe and hallie i've loved them since youtube and then when i found out beyonce got a hold of them i was like this is going to be epic it's going to be amazing and it has been amazing. The kids are all right. It's one of my favorite albums of all times. Everybody should go support that. Um, their Two of Us EP mixtape thing, that was great too. Um, they just dropped two new songs recently, Who Knew and Think About Me. Think About Me is on my Hot Boy Summer playlist because it's really like, it's a dope song. But I love them so much. Um, I love okay. their harmonies. Um, and I love them both, their voices individually. So I'm really excited to to see her just in general in the movie and then playing Ariel. I had really low hopes and they said Melissa McCarthy was going to be Ursula. Only off the strength of I don't I feel like her performance of like poor unfortunate souls is going to come off more comedic than good. So I had low hopes, but now I have higher hopes and I hope it's not like a voiceover thing. I hope it's actually like Hallie like her person in the movie um and i hope that the prince is also black yeah i mean we could only hope we're gonna find out more news as the you know as the weeks go on but i know a lot of people were kind of not feeling the whole melissa mccarthy thing and i i understand you know i feel like her comedy is very very it's almost like real specific and so i feel I like mean, she's be a given a serious roles to, She's giving oh yeah, a definitely. Role, but so. I think there's this like, but there's this like playful, not playful, but like this like, um, this like animated evilness, if you will, about right. Ursula. You know what I mean? And I don't, and I feel like that's going to be the challenge for Melissa right. McCarthy. You know, on the other hand, I feel like Hallie has almost like the perfect voice to play definitely. Ariel. You know, because I've watched her, I've watched her on Grownish, and I've seen interviews of her, so I know. I know how she talks and I know I feel like she can also get to that whole like animated um you know that animated presence. Have you, you listened will. to their album? I've never listened to the entire thing. I've listened to a bunch of songs from them, but I definitely want to check them oh, out it's now. It's so good. 
But no, I'm excited. They do have great harmonies. And, I know uh, that. Alan Menken is is doing the music again, so we about to win. It's about to be. We, we, oh yes. And I'm like, Alan Menken is a genius. Um, I actually did a, a in my professional communications class in college. You had to do like a tribute speech, and I did mine. Um, to Alan Menken, because I'm a big ass kid that loves Disney movies. Um. <laughs> and I mean, he did Lion, and not like he did Aladdin. Um, I want to say he did Hercules, Little Mermaid. Like he's done a lot of my favorite Disney movies, like the music for him. So I'm really excited that okay. he's involved. Um, and I'm 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 actually excited for the movie now. Now, what would make it perfect is if Drake is Sebastian. Listen, I don't know. I don't know if the I don't know if the the world is ready for that. <laughs> That might that might be something you might have to uh, start a hashtag. I already for. did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I planted the seed on Twitter, um, but no, I, I'm excited. Oh, I'm man. looking forward to it. Um, and like I said, hopefully, it's not a voiceover situation. Hopefully, it actually involves like the actual humans playing the characters, um, so we can have a, another black Disney princess. Um, and the whites are mad, which is making it even better. Uh, but that's their default setting. So we just, like I said, when I, I, I told you uh, off mic that when I saw the news, I was like, you know, really excited about it. But then instantly I was like, oh, people are going to be mad. And people are mad. But that's just like, that's just too fucking bad. Deal with it. Like, they just, they just hate to see the, they just hate to see the word black or anything be, you know, in the forefront. That's just what it is. You know, there's no... We're not going to argue that, you know, Ariel's white. It's a fictional character, motherfuckers. Like, the, we don't have time to, to go back and forth on this stuff. Don't die on this hill. Learn, like, do research. Get over they, it. they try to Just do that, move on there. that reverse thing. Well, what if this black character was made white? It's like, can we have something for a change? Like, y'all don't have everything. Y'all got all yeah, the motherfuckers. But like I said, that's a, it's one? a fictional, you know, like I said, it's a fictional character. This isn't like... You know, this isn't the story of of Whitney Houston. This isn't the story of Nina Simone. So, right. people, I I don't know why a lot of people think the rules apply both ways all the time. It doesn't. Like that, it doesn't always work that way. There, there, there you would know? have to be equality, and and uh, or equality or equity, because you know y'all know what the fuck I mean. Shit, <laughs> the shit ain't balanced and it ain't right. Goddamn. Yeah, no, so, you know, that being said, I'm excited for it. I hope she doesn't let the backlash get to her. I hope she stays with this and don't, uh, you know, don't let the fucking haters take away something. Please, she has Beyonce guiding her. We're good. She's good. She is fine. She is a I hope so. You know, she's 19. She's young and, you know, sometimes that this kind of... uh, attention this kind of you know negative attention can really you know mess you up especially if you're that young but i hope she you know just stays true to herself and just lets her you don't think nothing happened to her or chloe period exactly yeah and so, speaking of beyonce yeah. i'm sorry I, I have, there we go nice sec oh no that's a great segue speaking Keep it going. of beyonce y'all getting real funny on the timeline because nobody was saying anything about uh, Beyonce messing up the Lion King until recently, like y'all just started, and we we knew Sis was playing this role for a long time, but this whole 
oh, I don't want to go see it because I, I don't want to hear Beyonce messing up with her dry voice acting. Um, it, it To me, I'm just seeing this. Maybe y'all have been saying this for a long time and I just haven't been seeing it, but it's coming out of nowhere. And I just want to point out that Beyonce did a good job in Epic. And in her last role where she was actually like a character, Cadillac Records, she did a great job. So let's redirect this misdirected energy somewhere else. I just think people have nothing, you know, going on. They just, you know, they just look for the lowest of the fruits to to grab and to, you know. I'm going to see the motherfucker more than one time regardless. So you, you don't got to go you see know, it. Like I'm going to go see it for you. We don't got to see it. Like, and I know, I love how we, or not we, but like the timeline, like, everyone has their moments and obviously like you know beyonce hasn't acted in over 50 films like yeah she's not a meryl streep but she's still talented and we know she can act you know and i know she can bring something to this character so really you just gotta just you just gotta watch it you know you can't really just be like you can't just um you know you can't just write it off immediately you know what i mean like it's we we know I think sometimes, sometimes when it comes to celebrities, I remember when I watched um, what was that movie with Rihanna where she played the teenager? Uh, uh, no, not up, Jesus. It was home. Yes, I knew it was yes. with one word. And I remember thinking, like when I first heard her character, I think her character's name was Tip or something. And mm. when I first heard her, I was like, I was like, oh damn, it's a little hard for me to see this character because I know Rihanna's speaking voice. But then right. literally, maybe like you know five or ten minutes into the movie like it just didn't matter anymore because i was so you know just i was so into the movie i just i stopped thinking about the fact that i know her voice and i know it's you know i know it outside of this character you know so i think like i said people just need to give it a chance and just critique afterwards you know what i mean like she's not the only person in this movie she's not gonna ruin the lion king um but that's just (laughs) Like I said, of course you're gonna go for like the biggest celebrity out of this bunch. I, I shouldn't say biggest, but definitely one of the most powerful and the most you know influential cele- celebrities in this cast, and probably the highest paid. But I'm excited nonetheless, and I think it was <laughs> the big, the homie Drake's that said, "If you can't get over the fact that it's Beyonce, then that's your problem." But she's yeah. probably she probably did a great job and from the previews it didn't sound bad like there were small clips so you can't really tell much but i feel like it's going to be amazing i feel like she did a great job i'm going to stand regardless for the film and her and buy it on all forms of home media when it comes out <laughs> exactly shout out to drix i want to get him on the show um in the near future hopefully he's available because i know he's... i would love that He's a busy he's a busy guy and he's super talented. So shout out to him. Make sure you guys uh check out his music. That's Drix D R Y X. He's on all streaming platforms. I love yes. uh, his I love his music. I, I don't know if we ever talked about it before. I don't think we have, but it's a lot of people like Drix, uh Libra Green, Leon Roman. Uh, yes, we got all of them on our timelines. <laughs> Mike Powers, uh Dominique Posey, like it's a lot of talent out here and y'all niggas doing y'all thing. Leon Waldo, duh. Obviously. <laughs> like it's, it's, it's a lot of talent out here and I, I support it and they're all great. 
Yes. Uh, shout out to Leon Waldo once again. I want to get him on the show as well. Um, Duh. I definitely got to link up with him next time I'm in the area. So we got to make that happen. And also uh, Libra Green, who, you know, saw our picture. And I feel like he was a little upset at us. But, <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll plan things better. I'm definitely coming back. I know I'm coming back uh, with Charnel for his birthday later on in the year. Um, but I, I'm thinking about coming back maybe one more time before that. Oh, shit. We can just hook up all the equipment and we can record in person and get him. And we just didn't kick listen, him in the living room or some shit. Listen, I actually did. Uh, me and Charnel kind of reunited for Getting Gay right before they um, right before they go on their little hiatus or whatever. Lee got us uh, both on Skype and we uh, helped him out with this little segment. So it was nice to, you know, be recording with him again. Mm-hmm. you know but you know that being that you have anything else you want to say or discuss on the timeline um when is this going to drop tomorrow okay in that case uh if you're listening when this drops i need you all to recognize that it is a major holiday um it is the 4th of july so i urge you all to stream butterfly <laughs> and I did not know where this was gonna go. I was like, "Wait, what are where are we going with this?" And I need you to tweet yourselves listening a picture of yourselves listening with the hashtag Justice for the Fourth. Mm, okay, and hashtag Stream Butterfly. <laughs> um, oh, the man. holiday was wrongfully stolen from Mariah Carey, and I feel like it is time that we give her back her thing. I don't know who America is. She oh, sounds see, like a this petty is, bitch. This is how, <laughs> this is how boys love Mariah segues into House of Hughes. This is how we. Make <laughs> you know, but no, I'm dead ass. Hashtag Stream Butterfly. Hashtag Justice for the Fourth. Um, because I would like another live performance. Has she ever done that live? She's done, I think, a snippet of like a. You know, she done like snippets, but it was like right. in between sets. I think you can find that video somewhere on YouTube. Hashtag justice for the fourth. Hashtag stream butterfly. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Well, thank you for bringing up. You know the reason why. Well, you know we celebrate. <laughs> I had to remind y'all. Like, <laughs> I don't know where you got this whole America's birthday myth from. Oh man, you're gonna get the Republicans mad if they fuck the. I'm sorry. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, so I guess that's the <laughs> timeline this week. You know. I'm sorry. That'll be that. Okay. And we're going to move right along into the category is. And this week, the category is Striking Vipers. For oh. those of you that have not seen it yet, just either pause or skip ahead because we're going to be talking about, you know, Striking striking Vipers from Black Mirror. The first episode with niggas. I was happy. Although that was the first whole episode of Black Mirrors that I have ever watched. Really? And still remains the only one. Um <laughs> and I'll watch it when You're I was missing at work. out. They're so good. I hear, but you know me, attention span, it's really hard for me to focus sometimes. Um just and then okay, because it changes. You don't gotta watch a whole season. I know, but it's just like I have to sit down and watch it. And then the next episode is something completely different. I'm just like, yeah. oh my gosh, this it's a lot of information to take in, um, with a lot of information already 
being processed in my mind. But I said I'm going to try. I'm going to make a valid attempt. But I did watch Striking Vipers, and I was interested mainly because it was black people. And Anthony Mackie is fine as hell, and so was his um his best friend. I yeah, when his... he cut his hair, I didn't mind the dreads. It was messy. Um... <laughs> Granted, I need uh, a retwist and a lineup now, but it was messy. What's his name? Yaya. I do not remember. Yaya Ab- Abdul Mateen the second. I could be very wrong. Somebody please correct me on the pronunciation if you hear this. Um, so basically, you know, long story short, Striking Vipers is all about two friends who were roommates at one point. Eventually, they you know went their separate ways. Uh, one one of them got married. The other one decided to just be a single bachelor, and then eventually they reconnect at a barbecue. They end up, what was it? So Anthony Mackie's character, Danny, is married to, I think his girlfriend, Theo, that's her name. And they have a kid together, they have a new house, and they invited, you know, their friend Carl to to their barbecue or whatever. Right, it was his birthday. Oh, yeah, 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 it was his birthday. Um, So Carl brings him a birthday gift. It's uh, it's the game Striking Vipers, I believe. Yeah, and that they used to play in college. Right, yeah, they used to play it together, and now it's this, like, virtual reality thing. And it's and a fighting so, game. Yes. Like and Mortal so Kombat. Once they, right. So once they start playing it, they um, end up having virtual sex, if I can say that. Yeah, I think yeah, that's, but that's it, the correct. You gotta point out that when they play the game, they're the actual character. So instead of controlling the character with the controller they they become the character in the virtual reality game right and so they they they're um like their physical bodies are like basically asleep like avatar they, yeah basically like <laughs> avatar and then the character that played by yaya he always shows this this female character and the one played by anthony mackie he always anthony mackie it's so weird saying that name just call, he, his name is Danny in the in the show. <laughs> yes, Danny. Um, he always shows this male character. So they, it was a male character and female character fucking, and they had some steamy fucking sessions. Um, Listen, but let's not get ahead. <laughs> yeah, no. So eventually, you know, they get to a point where they try to figure out if they have an attraction for each other outside of the video game. They end up kissing to see if they can feel any kind of connection. Um, they both say that they don't. And his wife, Theo, ends up finding out that... Or no, I think they end up fighting and getting arrested. And then that that's when he decides to tell her what's been happening or whatever. Because for so long, he was telling her that there was nothing going on. And right. she was having these, you know, she was having these feelings that he may have been having an affair or something. And, you know, obviously he's struggling with this whole thing. At one point, he tells Carl that he can't do it anymore and that we should stop. But Carl's in this like weird phase where he's like, um, I only want to do it with you because I tried having sex with a polar bear and that didn't work. So um, <laughs> I need you and nothing but you. And so obviously there's just like this weird, you know, you know, there's this, this weird, um, I don't want to say, what is it? Like this weird tension between them, you know? Yeah. And then eventually, you know, like I said, they, 
they try to see if they have an attraction for each other. They like kiss and fight in the rain. It was very, very beautiful, but tragic at the same time. <laughs> so, um, when, you know, to, to wrap up the, the plot, they, she, because she finds out exactly what's going on, I guess you can say they have an agreement where one day out of the year, she gets to go out and meet somebody and, you know, I guess do whatever. And he gets to go play the game and, you know, have sex with uh, Carl virtually, you know? Right. So that being said, you know, if, if anybody's watched the episode, you know exactly what we're talking about. That was just like a shitty little recap. But I wanted to ask two questions based on the film because I thought that the episode was great in terms of, provoking you know thought and i just thought it opened the door for like a lot of different conversations regarding sexuality in general so my first question is do you think that they felt a real physical chemistry outside the game and they just did not want to admit it no and i say that because if they did they probably would have been fucking in real life when the wife went out to do whatever she was doing, they probably wouldn't jump on the game. They would probably jump on a plane and you ride can? each other until they can't no more. <laughs> you know, you didn't have to do that. <laughs> you know, that's so I can, I can see that, but I also, you know, in the very beginning of the movie, you see them, you know, they're playing the game and this is when they're roommates. And there's like a part where they're just like joking around and Carl, like, is like dry humping him and to me i feel I like a that, lot of niggas do stupid shit like that but nobody right, talks no. about it and it doesn't get captured because they think that if it's seen then it'll be gay but i feel like a lot of niggas do random shit like that but oh just they do behind closed they doors definitely do right no they definitely do having any sexual attraction or anything like that but that's just a, a theory of mine Right. No, I mean, I definitely agree because obviously, you know, me, we both have straight friends and we know we see straight people do a lot of quote unquote gay shit that they can get away with because of, you know, their identity and, you know, whatever right. else they do afterwards. But I thought the only reason why I thought that was because, you know, not only did we see that happen, but we also saw the way that Carl was really affected by the fact that he wasn't having sex with him in the game anymore. You know, so if it, it's it felt like the 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 connection was deeper than just the game. It felt like he's always had like this weird, you know, I don't want to say like this weird bond or just like this weird uh, connection with him that was kind of like it kind of teetered the line of friendship, but also maybe like a romantic, uh, you know, connection. All it made me think about was porn addiction. You said porn. <laughs> That's all I thought about. <laughs> Porn addiction. Yeah. Hmm. Porn or just like cyber stuff in general and the um the absence of actual like physical contact with another human being, but these other met methods of, of sexual pleasure and gratification that don't involve, you know, direct contact with somebody else. Um so that can be porn or that can be, you know, webcam stuff. Um, but that's what I, I took from it. Just how it seems that we're moving farther and farther away from enjoying sex with other people 
but we're enjoying the sex that other people have. I don't know, weird, but yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it, it I don't definitely... know if any of that made sense, but it made no, sense. I, <laughs> I think I know what you're saying because there's like this, you know, as adults, there's this line between like what's fantasy and what, you know, what we do in the privacy of our own homes and what we, uh, what we incorporate into our sex lives, whether it be our partners or just, you know, our, our casual sex partners, whatever. Um, and with this episode, this was like a whole different kind of thing where, you know, I think people were thinking like, well, is this technically cheating? Because, you know, it didn't happen in real life, but they both, but they both are like, you know, consenting and they both feel something, even if it's in this, like, you know, uh, virtual reality world or whatever so it's you know to me i considered it a form of cheating because you know it's that the emotion is there you know like he knows what he's doing this isn't like he's you know uh under the influence of anything like and he's you know he's continuously going back and forth um i mean going back into this game and doing it because he knows what's going to happen you know right so it's he's weird. making a conscious choice and decision right. to do it but right so would you consider porn cheating? No, because I mean that's the way the way I see it is like you know, like if I if I watch porn, you know I'm not watching. I guess it doesn't have to necessarily be just one person. Like I watch different actors, I watch different things sometimes, um, and you know I don't have like an emotional connection when I'm watching it. It's literally just because like it's more of a selfish thing, you know. Is so there I feel like maybe a limit? Oh, go ahead. I would say, is there a so limit? do you believe in there being a limit when it comes to porn in a relationship? Um, I think everyone has to, you know, establish their boundaries accordingly. You know, like if I'm, if I'm with somebody, if we live together, um, it probably would be weird for me to watch porn every single day. If I know that I can have sex with my partner, you know what I mean? Mm. But if let's say, you know, it's, it's been a crazy week and we've both been busy and, you know, we haven't really had the time to do it. And, you know, I'm in the mood one day, but he's not here. He's probably out visiting or, you know, just, I was probably not going to come home for a while. Like then, yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with watching porn like that. But I, but I feel like once, once it starts to feel like you have more of a, of a connection with porn, you, you know, you watch porn more than you are being intimate with your partner, then yeah, there might be an issue there. Um, but I guess it also depends on the person. You know, some people like to, like I said, some people like to incorporate that into their relationship. Some people like right. to watch it together. Um, some people like to watch it while they're having sex. So, you know, I guess it, it varies. Everything is case by case. But I think with this kind of situation, um, it's a lot different than porn because there was a lot, there was a lot more emotion uh, behind this. It wasn't as, like it was selfish, but it was selfish on both of their ends, you know? Mm. You know, because they're both aware of what's going on and they know that this is not necessarily right. But, you know, but they keep doing it. And um, and Danny's not being, you know, he's not being honest with his wife about it at all. So right. at least, you know, until the very end. So the thing is, you know, uh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I didn't I didn't sense that it was a lot of emotion. I just sense it was a lot of physical desire and yearning like a porn addiction right. <laughs> like it's, I said but it, but it seemed it seemed more emotional on Carl's end than it did Danny's because of where Carl was at with the situation you know what I mean 
like an addict. Almost, yeah. <laughs> like that. Yeah. Like I said, that that's this what I got. I got more addiction than mm-hmm. anything. And like, I don't know. I feel like people can love porn a lot, right? You know. So I don't know. That's the great thing about this art and things in general is so many different ways that you can interpret it. Um, cause like I said, I didn't pick up like any legitimate emotional connection at all. Hmm. And I, I no matter what I anybody want to watch says, it again. I love you during or after sex doesn't mean shit. Right. Right. Um, I definitely want to watch this again. And I feel like maybe in like, you know, somewhere down the road, we'll probably go get back to it and see if we have any, like, you know, changed or, or mixed feelings on it but yeah. um and i don't think it, it, was, was, it was so no so i don't think it was a direct statement about like black male masculinity either i think the characters were just black yeah no i think you know anytime you have um anytime you have black characters portraying something other than what we're used to seeing um you know that's that's always going to come with it that's people are always going to have that critique of it but at the same time it's like I wish people had more of an open mind when it came to storytelling. I wish people, I wish people realized that, you know, everything isn't always what we see in the movies. Everything isn't always a Tyler Perry film or whatever. There are, you know, there are other story, there are other stories out there. There are other fantasies that people want to bring to, you know, to life. And that doesn't just because it seems so like, out of this world doesn't mean that black people shouldn't be playing that. You know what I mean? Right. And that's what I, again, that was just my interpretation of it. Um, some people might see it and, and take it as, you know, commentary on the sexuality of black men and, and expression and things like that. But I just took it as the characters just so happened to be black and they were going through right. a potential, a, well, a real life situation under the logic of this piece. Right. I think part of the, part of the whole confusion and just the whole, um, the, just the messiness of the situation, I want to say didn't necessarily have to do with the fact that they were black. It was just more like maybe his feelings on whether or not this is gay or whether or not we should try to figure this out or whatever. Like, that has a lot to do with your upbringing and a lot of us you know a lot of us have that same kind of uh fucked up mentality where we just were afraid to really explore things and really uh try to figure out what it is that we like because obviously there's a bunch of negative connotations that come with being gay especially if you don't necessarily feel like you're gay or if you happen to be in a situation where it's like well i've done this for the first time does that make me gay what am i now you know now i have to do the work Right. It's a universal experience. Now, if there were, like, direct, you know, comments or things about, like, being black and things like that, then, yeah, it it would definitely be an intersectional thing. But... Right, right. um, I don't feel like it was intended to be an intersectional thing. But, like I said, it's up for interpretation and nobody's right. Nobody's wrong. It's art. It means to you what you want and need it to mean, so... It was a good right. piece. Definitely. And that's, you know, that's just part of the, you know, the concept of art is everyone's going to have something different to take away from it. And there's certain things that are kind of left to be unanswered, you know? Yeah. 
that being said, uh, would you ever try this? You know, if you had the chance, would you ever try this whole virtual reality sex thing with, you know, with somebody the way that Carl and Danny were doing it? Um, I would prefer to fuck in real life. <laughs> I mean, most of us do, but I'm I mean, saying, Carl, Carl and um, Danny obviously preferred, you know, that that, you know, that little world. Right. However, I will say, um in my journey when it comes to better mental health and being on different medications and having issues like focusing and things uh those things do impact your sex life you know some of the meds just make you have no sex drive or you have a sex drive but you just can't perform anything or just can't focus enough to perform anything so in those situations yeah it will be perfect (laughs) but um, I would prefer just real life fucking, um, all over the place, a little snowballing. Slow, slow it down now. The train left the station. Um, uh, <laughs> but okay. no, um, I, in in instances where, um, sexual performance, which we actually do not talk about enough, um, is is um affected. I feel like that would be beneficial. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wouldn't be a go to thing. Okay. All right. I mean, the whole sexual performance thing definitely sounds like something that we should get into maybe in a later episode. So, because it's not from anyway. How, mm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that I guess will I'll be just... an end, a, a conversation. Especially. Definitely. Yeah. We might have funny. to have a guest on. Side note in therapy, I was talking to my therapist about how, like, the at least from my perception that the dating pool um, is kind of slim because most people just really want to fuck. He was like, Oh, well, I mean, it's men. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> of course men are really sexual. Like it's not a surprise. Um, so yeah, it was just funny. Um, it's just like, God damn. I was like, well, can I just find somebody that's like on the same page? He was like, yeah. But from what you're saying, you're gonna have to dig through a lot of shit to find him. Like, you're right. Yeah, I think that's, <laughs> I think no matter you know where you are in your life or what you know what it is that you're trying to um, that you're trying to find in the moment, it's always gonna be you know it's always gonna be like a scavenger hunt. You know, it's good. You're gonna have to go through a whole bunch of like filtering to figure out if somebody's really on your same, you know, on the same page as you. Mm -hmm. But even then there's that chance that, you know, in a week or so you could be, you know, in a different place. And then that person's like, wait a minute, I thought we were here. And you're like, Nope, I want something more. Bye bye. Or they're like, yeah, we're on the same page. Come to find out y'all in different fucking books. That's who, you know, sometimes, sometimes we both on page 332, but you know, I'm reading Order of the Phoenix and they read a fucking Sorcerer's Stone. <laughs> but no, you didn't give your uh, answer to the question about virtual oh, reality you, sex. Yeah, no, I'll just, um, I'll just say it's definitely something that I would like to try just for the sake of, you know, I guess you could say fulfilling a fantasy or just being a part of a different world and just seeing how things feel. You know, I wouldn't want it to be a thing where it felt better in that world as opposed to real life. And if I did it, I would like to have 
I would like to do it with somebody that I do know instead of a stranger. Um, but then at the same time, it's like, I also don't want to be in Danny and Carl's situation where it's like, wait a minute, like, so should we try this in real life? And, you know, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's better to do it with somebody you've, you're having sex with, or you've already had sex with. Um, but then again, maybe it's better to do it with a stranger, you know, I don't know. It's, it's definitely something that I would be willing to try if I knew it was, you know, completely safe and there was, you know, little to no side effects. But then again, you know, who's to say? You never know. Yeah. You just <laughs> never really, you just never really know what these things, but I, I did enjoy this uh, episode. I'm glad we talked about it because I was talking to my, one of my friends about this and he was like, he was like, what if, you know, down the road, we, we end up in this world where this becomes an everyday thing and people want to give it a name and it's, you know, you know, we're just constantly just kind of adding labels on top of labels, you know, and we just become in this world where it's like, okay, well, he likes to have sex in video games. So that does that make him like a video game oh sexual? Oh my gosh, I can't you know? even imagine. Please, please. I don't want you to know? add more letters. Right. And, and, and to me, I was just like, I'm like, I don't even give a damn, like, about giving anything a label anymore. You know, gr- granted, I'm, I'm glad that we have certain things because, you know, in this world filled with, you know, hate and ignorance, I'm, I'd rather embrace my, you know, the things that make me different, whatever those labels are, whatever I choose right. to identify it with. Um, but just, I think we've, we've talked about this before, just the world would be a lot simpler and things would just be a lot easier if men just did not give a fuck about what other men did facts you know um granted not to say that women don't have their issues regarding sexuality because they do but a lot of the you know a lot of the hate and ignorance we see just comes from the fact that fucking straight men don't know how to mind their business and always want to project their insecurities and their shortcomings onto the world you know agreed agreed so that's going to wrap up this week's episode of House of Hughes. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Overcast, and something else. We're, we're, on, we're on quite a few things. Shout out to Anchor because they do good rate with this uh, distribution. Definitely. Um, Anchor is probably the easiest thing I've ever had to, you know, work with when it comes to podcasting. And, you know, anybody that listened to What About Your Friends knows that Charnel pretty much did everything when it came to editing and uploading. So this being a whole new world for me, you know, (laughs) using Anchor, using Anchor is, uh, you know, pretty easy. It's one of the easiest parts of the process. Um, You know, I'm still learning how to edit and do all this other stuff. So but Anchor makes it real easy to just upload your episode and distribute it to, you know, all these platforms and stuff with ease. So definitely, you know, check them out if you're looking to uh, start your podcast. And uh, yeah, make sure you follow the podcast at House of Hughes Pod on Twitter, Instagram, email us at houseofhughespod at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter at Frankie L. Rivera and my photography Instagram underscore box guy. I always forget that i feel like i should change the name of that soon <laughs> you know send and your inquiries to us let us know you know if you have any questions and we'll answer them on the show and i want to that at baby huey and instagram at baby huey b-a-e-b-y-h-u-e-y that's the kid that's me 
<laughs> All right. Well, unless you have any other announcements or anything else, we'll just uh, we'll, oh, we'll peace big out. Big worm got me aggy as fuck, but <laughs> I'll I'll work him out of the uh, editing. I'm just, I'm gonna try to get him out the audio, but no, nah, I'm good. Thank y'all for listening. I appreciate y'all. I appreciate all the love and support. Um, and yeah. Alrighty, so we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.